One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Is it too far to blame a kid for causing a divorce? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, a story from Art Syncopus How I Became My Girlfriend's Entitled Dad's Boogie Woman. So, for context, I'm a 27-year-old female, trans, and my girlfriend is 22-year-old female, cis. Her being cis doesn't really have much to do with it, but my being trans does. My girlfriend, let's call her Sally for the sake of anonymity, comes from a predominantly Jewish family. All her life, she was grown to follow the virtues and tenets of Jewish lifestyle, as dictated by the Bible. However, a few years ago we met, and after a year or so of soul-searching, therapy, experiencing life and seeing people around her who weren't religious, she realized that this lifestyle didn't fit her either. So far so good, until she decided to come out to her family, and her dad in particular. Now, her dad is the sort of person who has a lot of emphasis on family values and keeping with tradition, in parts in the sense of taking pictures of everything she and her brothers ever do sometimes even directing them to pretend as if they were still doing things to take candid photos of them. And as someone who's in the religious world, seeing her daughter not only come out to him as queer, demisexual, and demiromantic, but dating me, a trans woman, did not go so well. He started with denial outright, still is to an extent, calling me a frog she has to swallow, an actual quote, and a wild romantic fantasy, again, actual quote, alongside other stuff like misgendering me on a regular basis and thinking I'm some mentally deranged creep that's abusing his daughter or something. He was more or less sure that this was just a short phase and she would soon enough return to the good Jewish daughter he wanted her to be. Evidently, she didn't in the past three years, give or take, and he's been getting more and more irate over it, from sending her passive-aggressive messages about how he misses her and wants her to come home more to criticizing her about hanging out with bad company. Bad company in this case is a group of tabletop nerds through which we met, and blatantly showing disapproval at everything she does that doesn't fit his image of a perfect daughter. The peak of it was a few weeks back. She was moving to dorms and university, which is a short bus ride from where I live, so I offered to come over and help her carry boxes. I knew that her father was going to drive her, but frankly I wasn't there to meet him, I was there to help her move boxes and I thought that me helping would help him get out of there faster, or some errands he apparently had to do. I was also told that he most likely wouldn't be able to help her much due to age, so I was more than happy to come help expedite the process. Now, credit where it's due, she didn't communicate with him that I was there until they were relatively close. This isn't a defense of his actions, but an advocation for clear and proper communication between everyone. Then again, I can't really blame her for not talking, seeing as every other time she tried, it only led to a brick wall where she was gaslit about how wrong she is. Which brings us to how he actually reacted. From making the whole thing about him, claiming she and I were setting him an ambush, an actual term he used, to deciding that he would rather go hide in some unseen corner so he doesn't have to look at me. The man, who's over 50, decided the best course of action is to literally hide like a child while his daughter has to move several dozen kilograms of assorted stuff to a new building and dorm while I helped her, all while crying to her mom and obviously trying to get her to intervene in his favor. 
He was literally at the point that he refused to look at me so he doesn't have to acknowledge I exist. Of course, if he had stuck around, most likely all he'd have done was just take pictures of her moving boxes. Age or not, his priority was more on taking photos than actually doing what he can to help. And frankly, to some extent, I get it. Any parent would have some manner of shock or confusion when their child comes out to them as a queer, especially in more religious communities. My parents had to take the time to process this too when it happened, but where my own folks actually took the time to accept this and love me for who I am, he not only refuses to change, but also places all the blame on her. He sent her an apology the other day after her therapist had to reach out to him about what happened and talk it out. And his apology could be summed up more or less in, I'm sorry for how I reacted to this thing you did wrong and how you were not okay in doing it. And you know what? I'm not mad that he misgenders me or calls me a frog or thinks I'm a creep. I have enough mental maturity to say that while it's not nice of him, I'm not going to take offense to the thoughts of what someone else thinks. What does piss me off is his entitlement around his daughter and how he pushes her away. It's not about me. It was never about me. It's the actions of a man who, in trying to maintain the perfect image of family in his mind, goes out of his way to belittle, needle, criticize, and demean almost everything she does that he doesn't approve of. Someone who would rather obsess with taking photos and pictures of his daughter the way he thinks she should be, rather than just accept that this is his daughter. I love my girlfriend. I love her to the ends of the earth. I will stand by her and support her no matter what she does. Be it university, work, perhaps one day being a mother. It's just a shame that I can't say the same for her actual father. The sad thing is people having to fear that they won't be accepted by their own parents for being exactly who they are. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of these entitled parent stories, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is from Jesco the Dragon. Entitled Dan thinks I worship the devil because I read Wings of Fire. If you couldn't tell by my Redditor name, I love dragons. I know it may seem weird and childish for someone who's 16 years old, but that's just the way I ended up, I guess. I've recently discovered a series called Wings of Fire, and it feels like it was made for me. I'd explain the plot and stuff, but I don't want this post getting too long. Now, my aunt? Oh boy. Here in the UK, Karens are a rarity compared to what seems to go down in the US, but this lady ticks all the checks. Overly controlling, thinks the world revolves around her, believes in stupid stuff she read on totally trustworthy sites, owns annoying pets and refuses to teach them to behave, and of course is Christian. I'm not saying you're not allowed to believe in Jesus, if you want to do that go ahead. This lady just takes it to a whole new level though. She even has the stereotypical haircut. She even almost killed me once, but that's a story for another day. Also, my parents also don't like this woman as well for all the reasons I do, but don't want to cut her completely out of our life since they'd feel bad and they feel she's bearable. Plus, her two offsprings are surprisingly sane and nice people. Anyway, on to what happened. My aunt decided a few days ago she'd come around to our house to just say hello and do the normal middle-aged mum thing of having a chat while their kids just wander around waiting to leave. We were told she was coming in advance, and of course, my parents, not wanting to come across as rude, let her. It had been a while since I'd last seen her for obvious reasons and hadn't started my dumb obsession with Wings of Fire back when I'd last seen her. Anyway, so Entitled Aunt comes in, says her usual greetings to stepmom and dad, 
and then comes and greets me in my room, playing games and just trying not to say the wrong thing. Trust me, the slightest thing can set off this woman. I have a Wings of Fire book that I'm currently reading through, Moon Rising, on my table next to my games, and it's literally one of the first things she sees. Obviously, a book about dragons would have a dragon on the cover, so she instantly puts two and two together and figures out the book is about those funny-looking winged lizards. Instantly, she starts saying off stuff like, You shouldn't be reading those evil books, OP. And, Dragons are an embodiment of Satan. I will not have my cousin raised on satanic books. Because apparently in her totally believable book of biblical wisdom, there was something about dragons and Satan being connected. Same book that said homosexuality was a sin, just saying. Wanting to stop her tirade, stepmother and dad pulled her out of my room, apologized profusely for her, and shut the door. Thankfully, she's not dumb enough to try and come back in, though I can still hear her vaguely speaking in that hush, shocked tone of voice judgmental people do when telling people how to raise their kids, though I can't make out what she's saying. I end up laughing hysterically over her mini rant over how apparently a book series meant for 10-year-olds is demonic, and go back to playing my game. Later on, after she leaves, she didn't even bother saying goodbye to me. Dad and stepmom sit me down and have a chat about what she said to them. Apparently, she thought I was being brainwashed by the devil and being made to go down an evil path. She literally straight up said the author of the Wing of Fire books worships the devil and drinks baby blood. You can't make that crap up, honestly. Stepmom and dad reassure me that I'm not in any trouble and just wanted to share what unhinged BS she had to share because they'd know I'd get a good laugh out of it, and darn I did. So here I am on Reddit telling the story to you. I knew my aunt was crazy before, but this is new levels. What a squid brain. Well, although they do subject OP to having to interact with the entitled aunt, at least they, like, understand that what they're doing is crazy and too far. At least the stepmom and dad aren't, like, trying to vouch for her or try to talk OP down from raising any kind of judgment about Entitled Aunt. Our next story is from Namu the Phoenix. Entitled Neighbor berates me for exposing my body to her grandson. I am simultaneously baffled and weirded out by the call I just received from my neighbor. Her son and his family are visiting for the week. I know for a fact that she's one of those people who looks over the fence at what we're doing and sends countless messages berating us for letting weeds grow on our property. I received a call from her, furious at me for walking around naked in my garden where her grandson could see me from her upstairs balcony. She screamed at me for 10 straight minutes without giving me a chance to get a word in edgewise. I asked her when this was, as I have never, not once, gone outside the door without any clothes on. Apparently she saw me hanging up the washing in my gym clothes, a sports bra and short pants, and assumed I was wearing underwear. Now I admit, I'm not a small girl, but I'm working on feeling positive about myself, and therefore started wearing clothes that make me feel good. She demanded that I never wear such vulgar clothing again or she would report me to the police for public indecency. I just laughed and ended the call. Please note, in our country, most houses are surrounded by tall walls and security fencing, so she would have had to have made an effort to see us from her house. They would probably have a leg to stand on if you're actually out there, ow natural you could say, but if you're out there in your gym clothes, or heck, if you're out there in your underwear, 
it's your own backyard. They should just stop being a prude. And honestly, if they keep going on about it, they yell at you for 10 minutes straight. At some point, you start bringing up the topic of putting a call in for harassment. And if they legitimately have to do some work to see you from their upstairs, you probably could get them caught for a different charge as well. Our next story is from DVP Frags. Entitled Grandma and Grandpa think they should be treated like king and queen. A bit of backstory, I'm 12 years old and I live in a small town in Bulgaria and my parents own a restaurant there, which is the only restaurant that works every day. My mom works there as a waiter every day and night with only a few days off and in work weekdays, she works only days most of the time. This happened today, the day of posting, and it was my grandma's birthday. I was at home on my computer when I saw that it was already 1pm. I decided to go eat at my parents restaurant because for breakfast I ate some leftover grapes from yesterday. I quietly exited my apartment because my dad was still sleeping. My mom and dad stayed until 4am in the restaurant. When I got there I saw that it was full with people with only the employees table, which is a table where employees, me, my mom, my dad and their friends sit, and 3 or 4 tables were empty. So I sit down and know what will happen. When the restaurant's full, I can't order until it's empty, so I get ready to not eat for an hour and wait. I'm just sitting when an elderly couple, entitled grandma and entitled grandpa, and their, I guess, sons? One, two, and three, sit down. At first I didn't mind, they could stay as long as they want. I'm just hoping that the work in the kitchen would be little so I could order. I knew there were a lot of orders, because a lot of people order for takeout, and my mom told them that their order will be ready in an hour. It usually takes 39 minutes. Anyways, at one point, Entitled Grandpa comes next to the table that I'm sitting at and looks at the speaker, then looks around more on the walls and said, I don't think that's a speaker, there's no button. And I thought, oh, this guy wants to know where the speakers are. A few minutes pass and then this happened. The Entitled Grandpa says, excuse me, can you clean the table? We're finished. My mom and a guy who I'll call Mark were waiters that day and we only have two cooks and two waiters per shift. Mom says, sorry sir, but as you can see, the restaurant's full. I'll clean your table when I can. The entitled grandpa says, wait, that's not all. We want to order another soup. She says, I'll take your order in a few minutes. And then my mom took some of their empty beer bottles. After that, he stood up with two empty bowls and put them on the counter. Then a few minutes later, the entitled grandpa says, excuse me, can you turn the volume down? Mark says, yes, I will. Just wait a bit. There's a lot of people. The entitled grandpa says, I don't care, do it now. And after that, I hear them talking to each other. The grandpa says, have a lot of work. I see them standing behind the counter not doing anything. Which is a lie. They haven't even stood in one place for a minute. I know their tricks. The grandma says, yeah, we came here before and we didn't like it and it's the same. I've never seen them here. I thought to myself, I should go and tell them that they're acting like kids and that my mom hasn't had a day off for weeks. And all I ate today were some grapes and that I wait every day for the restaurant to not be full just to eat and that he should wait patiently. But remember, I'm 12 years old. He would say something like, And what do you know, you're a kid. Or he could hit me, which would result in a scandal. Then I heard them say something like, They're traveling and our kids and Sophia are waiting for us. Sophia is the capital of Bulgaria. After that, my grandma texted me what I'm doing. I told her that I'm waiting to eat, and she told me that if I wanted, I could go to her house to eat. So I said okay. Note, for a 12-year-old, I have a lot of common knowledge that my parents taught me. I started school a year earlier, so I can be with an awesome teacher, and I was the youngest in my class until 5th grade, where a kid was born a few days after me the same year. And as one of the youngest, I'm one of the smartest. 
Note 2. If you think my mom and Mark were bad, they were running from table to table and they write orders on paper and just can't help everyone at the same time, but they try their best to take everyone's orders. This is definitely a situation where you just have some impatient, entitled customers. Sadly for OP's mom, I feel like that's gonna always kind of be a thing you run into when working as a waiter or waitress. You're just always gonna run into these awful customers who you never really can do right by them, and if you're in America at least, they'll probably not tip you. Our next story is from Dorkazi. My mother throws my stuff out of the window. I, 15-year-old female, currently live with only my mom, I have a sister, 21, who moved out and my dad got kicked out for understandable reasons. My mother is a toxic mother, verbal and emotional abuse, bullying. For this and some other reasons, I have mental problems. I can't get a therapist due to my mother, but I probably have or had depression. Now, because of that... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. My room is a mess, a typical depression room, and I hate it, but if you know how mental illnesses work, you know it's not easy for me to clean it. But my entitled mother loves to either get my stuff that isn't in its place and throw it out from the window, my room's on the second floor, or just throw everything in the middle of the room or in a trash bag. Until I was 11, I thought this was okay. It's not. I know I'm young. But my sister, who's a legal adult, is getting treatment, and she has multiple mental illnesses and maybe personality disorders that could have been somewhat solved if she got help earlier, which she couldn't do by my mother. So, I don't know. Judge my mother as you want, but please do not try to educate me on my or my sister's mental illnesses. I would say it might be worth it to OP to try to reach out to their sister and see if they can't 
help them in getting some kind of treatment for them going. I definitely believe in having some form of therapy for pretty much everybody, and especially in the situation OP's in at OP's age at 15, I think it would be a huge benefit. It's just trying to face that hurdle that is the mom. Our next story is from Jay Hawks. Mom got angry after I yelled at her for throwing trash through my window. Context, we live on the second floor of a building situated on a very busy commercial street. Today was a big day because it was a football, soccer, tournament final, and many people were at the streets for watching and loads of fireworks were being set off after the game was over. She decided to throw the trash through the window because it has a better angle from where the trash is gathered to be picked up by the trash truck. At the moment, I didn't see that by being in the other room watching the game. So after the game was over, she entered my room and told me about it, like it was normal to a person to throw trash through a window. So I yelled at her for it. She said it was okay because there was nobody at the streets because of the game, and she was too late to put the trash there properly and couldn't wait until Monday. We don't have trash pickup on Sundays. And it wasn't a really big deal, and she usually did that before context my mom has some foot pain and she would usually throw some small trash bags through a side window of our apartment that would land on a small closed alley that belongs to us and we use to dispose trash to be picked up and i couldn't even be around when she did that because it would trigger my anxiety big time for some reason i even though i think it's a very bad habit understand her foot pain and would always offer to take the trash and walk downstairs to dispose of it She would always say, okay, next time I ask you, and then keep doing the same thing. I'm not sure where this takes place or, let's say, how often the trash is collected, but I definitely think this is some weird issue with the mom where they just fail to communicate. When OP has displayed that they would be more than willing to walk the trash down and dispose of it themselves, and the mom even says, okay, I'll ask you, why do they keep resorting to just tossing it out the window? Do they have like a great fear of being a burden? How much more honest communication about you being willing to take that trash down do you need before they finally take you up on it? God forbid any official sees them flinging this stuff out the window. Our next story is from Fine Season 7354. Parents are not letting me leave my toxic job. Because I've been sending a chunk of my salary to them every month for the past four years. Now, when I told them that it's driving me into depression, anxiety, and even ending things, they're emotionally blackmailing me. I called my dad twice during my recent mental breakdowns, and my dad told me not to call him. Opie didn't provide too much context on what the situation is. You know, whether they're in a situation where maybe they could move out and support themselves or how old they are. I think the bottom line, this situation with a lot of situations like this is you probably just need to cut those people off. I mean, just look at the way they're treating you and not respecting or caring about how you're feeling. Why continue to support people who don't support you? This next story is from CF Buzzkill 90 Parents expect me to pay for a fridge I don't want. So my 31-year-old female, parents, 60s, bought me a mini fridge for the basement where I live. I didn't ask for it and I don't even want it. I won a long disability case a few months ago and I'm expecting payments soon. They expect me to pay for this fridge when I get my money. I'll already be giving them thousands of dollars in rent for the few months I've lived with them and will continue to keep paying them rent. My parents say that they won't return the fridge and I just have to pay for it. It would be one thing if it was something I actually asked for, but that definitely is not the case here. 
Additional information, my parents have no intention of renting out the space. My father has a high six-figure salary and my parents own multiple expensive homes. They don't need extra money. I have to pay for my own groceries so I don't cost them any money. I don't ask for them to buy me anything and they don't normally buy me anything. I've asked for pants as I've lost over 90 pounds, which they refuse to buy, even with promises to pay them later. 100% this is something you stand your ground on. This is an exchange where you do not want to give them an inch, because all of a sudden that means they can start buying stuff and trying to write it off as giving you a gift and making you pay for it. OP said that they were planning to start putting beer in it, but they still wanted OP to pay for it. I think the true intentions are starting to show. Our next story is from Legally Blonde and Dumb, entitled Sister-in-Law Thinks She Can Dictate Grandma's Name for Someone Unrelated to Her. So I'm a first-time mom, 28-year-old female, due early next year. It's my parents' first grandkid, but my in-laws are divorced, both remarried, and have a handful of grandkids between bio and step. Anyway, my brother-in-law, 35-year-old male, who's my husband's brother, and his girlfriend, 34-year-old female, have two kids. Girlfriend doesn't have a great relationship with our family. We're all close and have always done a lot together, and she just makes zero effort to do anything with brother-in-law and the family, and only cares for her parents and family and just doesn't show up to much, leaving brother-in-law to do it all himself. Uses my in-laws for free childcare one to two days a week because she needs to rest, even though she has no job, doesn't volunteer, doesn't even cook or food shop, so I don't know what she's so tired from. It sucks for him, but whatever, to each their own. We're all cordial when we're together and love the kids. The fact that she doesn't come around much is relevant in a second. Well, it got brought up in conversation what my parents would be called by my children, and my mom will be called something kind of similar to what brother-in-law's kids call his girlfriend's mom. They're both typical grandma names, nothing crazy. Mind you, their kids have four sets of grandparents. Brother-in-law slash my husband's parents are divorced, and so are hers, and my children will have three sets. My parents, and then my husband's divorced parents. So lots of grandparent names going on here. Now she's trying to say that my child, who isn't even out of the womb yet, can't call my mom, who has no relation to her, her kids, or her mom, this, because it sounds too similar to what her kids call her mom, and will confuse them when the kids start talking. Her kids are almost four and almost three, My child isn't even born yet. There is zero relation between these two grandmas. They've probably only ever been in the same place once, maybe twice in the five years girlfriend's been around. What confusion will there be being that girlfriend barely shows up to family events? Forget girlfriend's mom. I laughed and said, yeah, no, funny joke though, and continued on with my conversation. Come to find out after, she was witching to the other family saying that she's right and won't allow it. Ma'am, the only one confused here is you thinking you're going to dictate what my child calls my mom. Obviously, I'm just ignoring her stupidity, but the fact that she thinks she's right here and has any room to allow or not allow things when she does 0.0000 things for our family is absolutely hysterical. If she brings this up again to me, I will be telling her, okay, sounds good. To negate any more confusion, I will also not be allowing your children to call you mom in front of my child so that they don't get confused on who's their mother and all. Freaking people, man. Adding, 
This is the same woman who, before even congratulating husband and I on our pregnancy, told my stepmother-in-law that I better buy the same car seat as her because she doesn't want mother-in-law having to take out her car seat to put in my kid's car seat if stepmother-in-law has my kid. Her kids are in toddler seats, my child will be in an infant seat for a good while, so not only is she entitled, she's dumb as a doorknob because they won't be using the same car seat regardless of what I buy. I love OP's plan because it perfectly encapsulates how dumb and moronic this entitled sister-in-law's line of thinking is. Maybe I should start referring to my house as something different so that when my kids are over and they say, I want to go home, nobody will get confused. Our next story is from Individual Bit A240. My mother pinned me down because I forgot to let the dog out. My mother and I were never the closest. We always fought with each other and the littlest things would start an argument. The one time I forgot to let the dog out to pee, she got mad at me for doing so even though I always remember. I had just forgotten this one time. She completely blew up on me and started yelling at me, then started to tell me how I do everything wrong like she's usually told me. I got upset because out of all of the things she chose to get mad at me over, this is what she got mad at me for. I was mad at her because it was one simple mistake and I didn't want to talk to her. I knew she would come to me and make me apologize for what I did, even though I already did and it wasn't that big of a mistake. I told her I wouldn't talk to her until I'm ready. Fast forward to that night, I was just chilling in my room, on my bed, listening to some music. All of a sudden, my mom barges into my room. She stomps right to my bed, yanks the covers off, and pins me down on my bed. It all went so fast in the moment, but I remember being really scared. She was shoving her face into mine, demanding me to talk to her. Her arms were on my wrists. Her legs were on top of mine so I wouldn't struggle. Every time I was about to get free, she threw me back on the bed and just kept screaming in my face. At this point, I was bawling my eyes out. We had always fought, but she never took it to the extreme. Eventually, I managed to break free and, in the moment of panic, I just ran to the basement. My sister heard all the noise and came down before my mom got to me. I was so scared that I just ran into my sister's arms and didn't let go. My sister was oblivious to what had just happened. Then my mom came downstairs and I was freaking out. She told me to calm down and that I had to get over myself. As if she didn't just lay her whole body on top of me. She then stormed off and just went to bed. The next day, it was just silent. She apologized, but I don't think it was that sincere. She then went on about how she didn't pin me and how I was overreacting and making a big deal about it. She tells me whenever I bring it up I need to let it go and then starts crying right in front of me like she was the victim. I don't even know how I should even react to what happened that night right now. I think if OP can help it, this is the situation where you do not let them get away with trying to change the fact or denying it. You might be willing to forgive them but I think you should always hold them accountable for exactly what they did. It might be tedious to the max to keep fighting that point, but I think the moment you let up on this and stop pressing the truth of what they did with pinning you down, then that's when you're giving them exactly what they want, which is the room to feel like they got away with it, no problem. And our final story of the day is from Physical Pension 3411. My step-parent blamed me for my parents' divorce. When I was 7 years old, my parents got divorced because my dad, male 65, had an affair with entitled parent, female 60. Because my dad picked entitled parent, she felt like she was untouchable when it came to us. 
She would accuse my mom of turning us against our dad. When we wound up homeless that same year, she and my dad refused to help because we can't afford it. That same year, they renovated the house my dad won in the divorce and bought two new cars, but that's another story. By the time I was nine, we barely saw our dad in person, and because of that, I would call every day to share what was going on, because I didn't understand why he wasn't around. One day, I called him and told him I missed him. That was it, a nine-year-old telling her dad she missed him. Entitled parent decided I was in the wrong and decided to call me immediately and scream at me calling me a brat and telling me it was that kind of behavior that caused my parents to get divorced. She told me I was an ungrateful witch and how dare I make him feel badly for being an over-the-road trucker. To be clear, I hadn't said anything else. I was in tears when my mom came out to see what was going on. To be clear, my mom was livid. She yelled at Entitled Parent, who said, She's my stepdaughter, I can say whatever I want. She needs to know her place, it's called parenting. This wasn't even the worst incident of her parenting. I'm no contact now and they both think I'm wrong because they didn't do anything and they're my parents so I should do as they say. Nah, I'll stick with my mom, thanks. I have more stories but this one stuck with me in my entire life and I felt the need to share it. So considering how awful the entitled parent's stepmom is and the fact that the dad is complacently going right along with her, that tells you all you need to know about just cutting them off and letting them go. They clearly displayed they don't care about OP or in the best interest of OP. Leave them be in their entitled bubble. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.